0: Hey everyone, welcome to Bourbon and Data Breaches where we cover one of our favorite bourbons and the top five most interesting and exciting data breaches for this last week. Uh, To go ahead and introduce the crew, I'm Steve. I'm Michael. Brandon. I'm Nicky. Okay, great. Uh, So to kick off, let's start with the bourbon and uh, with bourbon. We are going to be starting with the Ben Millum. So I've got it. <clears throat> Brandon's got it. Let me let me pin Brandon there. There we go. So Ben Millum. Uh, ben Millum is an interesting bourbon. It's a single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. However, um, it's. I've got their website pulled up here. So let me let me actually go straight to their site. So. It's an interesting bourbon that hails from Blanco, Texas. Uh, Blanco, if some people don't know Blanco, Blanco is also the home of uh, what? This, what? what is uh, Hill Country? Real. No, not uh, Real Ale. There we go. Blanco is the home of Real Ale. So fairly well-known uh, brewery out of Blanco, Texas. And then we've got uh, ben Millum, just across the street. Uh, I've never been. Has anyone been to uh, the uh, Real Ale or uh, Millam and Green Distillery? I
1: don't think I've been to Blanco.
0: Is it Blanco or
1: Blanco? It's probably Blanco. Um, it's Texas maybe you're not in Texas, right?
2: but what, uh, I thought there were very specific legal def- definitions of what constitutes a bourbon and what doesn't is it possible?
0: uh bourbon yes there there are rules bourbon has to be what 70 percent corn and aged in new charred oak barrels for at least six months is that right brandon
1: i think it's 51 percent corn but yes the rest is right
0: got it so uh mostly corn um and so what makes uh milliman green interesting is um, the way that they go about producing their bourbon. So I've got their website up here. So they've got Texas on the bottle a lot. They've got uh, Texas Freedom. Um, they've got uh, more Texas. They've got the state of Texas right there. Um, but it looks like the, the distillation's actually from Tennessee. So they are one of these um, producers that gets their original product from someone in Tennessee, uh, a bulk producer, um, but it's aged and bottled uh, in Blanco, Texas. So we're gonna do a tasting. Okay, so we've got uh, the Ben Millam straight bourbon whiskey single barrel. Uh Brandon, what are you getting on the no- nose? On the nose? On the nose. Oh, mostly mostly uh freshly cut dry grass. <laughs> Is
1: that a good thing or a bad thing? I like it.
0: It it smells sweet. Uh it smells a little caramely. Um speaking of color, so we did the uh Mitcher's bourbon last week. This is a little bit lighter. This is a little bit more of a caramel color, not, not as much as of a deep amber. So this is sort of a golden, which is really pretty. So I'm getting a lot of spice on this. Um, maybe a little bit of cinnamon. Do you get cinnamon on this, Brandon? I can see that. So, um, it's definitely smooth. <clears throat> they, uh, they like to market it as, as a true sipping, uh, bourbon or a true sipping whiskey. And I, and I would agree with that. I, I wouldn't want to dilute this or mix this with anything. Um, one of the reasons for that is, is the price tag, uh, at least here in Austin, I got this for right around 50, which is on the higher end of what I like to go for, for a sipping bourbon. Um, you know, maybe if you're lucky and you're not in a major city, you can get it for 38 to 40. Um, but, but certainly, you know, near the higher end, smooth, uh, single flavor, uh, lasting, uh, aftertaste as well. Uh, what about, what about you, Brandon? Anything to add to that?
1: Oh, no, it's a, uh, it's real drinkable. I, um, I, I do like my bourbon with a little bit of water, uh, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's that egregious egregious of a sin, but uh it's it's real smooth. It's uh, you could drink this all night.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm doing a single large ice cube. It will slowly melt, and uh, I kind of enjoy that. Get get a little bit of water into it. Let it open up uh, gradually over the course of, of a drink. Um, so Ben Millam, cheers everyone. Cheers so uh what is everyone else drinking so brandon and i have the ben millam single barrel and uh i think uh michael mike
2: this is uh h-e-b brand diet dr b this is what i normally mix with my uh lower shelf whiskeys you're not gonna believe this also freshly cut grass
0: (laughs) (laughs) there you go Maybe may also produced in Blanco, Texas. Uh, don't
2: we, it may be. Uh, don't we have work to do or something? Do we have breaches, <laughs> Nikki?
0: Yeah. That was a good one. All right. Uh, with that non sequitur, let's, uh, let's jump into the breaches. I'm
1: going to share my screen so you guys can see what I see, the good stuff. Um, the first breach that we'll be covering is coming out of ZDNet and it is headlined. Italian beverage vendor Campari knocked offline after ransomware attack.
2: I'd hate to see it.
1: Now the Campari Group, Campari, Campari Group, um, they own also Cinzano Appleton. What they don't mention in the article is that they actually own uh, or Apérol. You guys ever have Apérol spritzers? Fantastic.
2: I mean, if you're asking me, I'm thinking gin and vermouth.
1: Mm. That doesn't sound good at all. Gin, vermouth, and
2: Campari—it's—it's it's like the most classic drink of all time, besides the martini.
0: So it's obviously bad that um, a hacker was able to hold Campari for ransom. But what I'm finding interesting—it sounds like this was a single hacker, not
1: a ransomware gang. Is that right? What one, one was listed? Pancake three. Or, the name is P A N C A K E. Three, that's, that's that's just pancake. Just, okay, pancake. That's,
0: that's pancake in,
1: in hacker speak. The
0: first, the yes, the the first and only. So, um, but it's weird, right? Because usually ransomware is done by a gang, right? It's a group of hackers that all get together. They deploy the same ransomware, and then they all go about you know infecting people. Um, it's weird for ransomware to be one hacker. This I, I don't think we've had a story where it's been one hacker before.
1: Maybe pancake is a group, because it just oh. said hacker pancake.
0: What I, I've never heard. No, that, that that means it's it's a hacker. You know, uh, so it sounds like one hacker has some ransomware. Um, I'd be interested to know what variety of ransomware was, and if it was ransomware as a service. So you these days you can just get ransomware as as COTS, as commercial off-the-shelf software, so you can pay to own some ransomware, and then and then you can break in somewhere and, and deploy it. Um, and it sounds like this hacker just had some ransomware, and they broke in somewhere, and, and then they held Campari up. Campari seems like a weird target, though. What do you guys think? Like, is this personally motivated? Are they Italian? Maybe. You know, what? Why Campari of, of all? of all businesses. I don't know, it's
2: a multi, it might've been just low hanging fruit for them. That doesn't seem super high tech. In other words, if you're, if, if Campari follows that, that same logic, they don't spend a ton on security, they're not hardened, they're not resilient. Uh, that, that seems like kind of an easy, easy target to me at the same time, they're a multimillion dollar business clearly, you know, been drinking Campari since forever.
1: When you, with this with this particular one, it's fifteen million dollars to a company that is possibly making hundreds of million dollars a year. Uh, do you think that he'll get it? And is there any other, you know, ransomware situation that comes to mind that you think he may just get it? They may just pay it and just say, okay, give us our, give us all of our control back. And then any
2: municipality comes immediately to mind. Big cities.
1: Yeah, cities cities
0: have paid that that much. <clears throat> the, the thing about ransomware is if you pay the ransom, no one knows. And so uh, no one knows the biggest ransomware payoff unless you're looking at, at Bitcoin transactions and just assuming any Bitcoin, Bitcoin transactions are ransomware payoff. Um, but yeah, you know, there could have been to date a billion dollar ransomware payoff. We just would never know. Um, it depends on what they got, how much they got, and what is that worth. And I think if they got Matthew McConaughey's contract, that's bad, but that's not $15 million bad. If they got like the um, – all the PII and health records all of all the employees and the secret formula to Campari – Uh, then maybe, you know.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the point here is that most people I think, kind of outside the industry assume that breaches have only to do with stealing secret data. I think a lot of companies that don't take security seriously make the same assumption, as in we don't have a secret formula for Campari, so you can hack us all you want. But a lot of it is about regular business operations. You know, if you can get in, lock everybody out of email, you're not doing business until you actually pay the ransom. And so you know security is more about is is more than just stealing secret data. this is this is about actual business operations and even supply chain i
0: I think this is a low risk because they are a commercial package goods. And unless you have um you know uh, industrial controls on the same network as whoever's handling contracts for Matthew McConaughey, you don't run a big risk of your business shutting down, and so I would expect a low likelihood of payment. Um, but you know, th- there's there's a GDPR violations, right? And uh, if Campari was found to be negligent, um, they could end up being fined, and the GDPR violations could be huge. Uh, could be what three percent of their uh, annual revenue. Um, so, th- there's a chance that, that hackers got enough that if they don't pay the ransom, they'll pay more in fines. Their annual revenue for 2017 was $1.8 uh, billion, so that would be $54 million, uh, in fines. There you go. So, so this is one definitely to watch to see if they actually pay the fine. We'll have to do an update on this one if we hear yeah. anything in the next few months.
2: Good
1: idea. All right, Nikki. Number two. Number two. Number two data breach we'll be covering today will be coming out of IT Pro. And that is kind of a sad one. It is Mattel, ToyMaker, admits it was hit by a ransomware attack. Top line notes. Um, I mean your favorites, Barbie. I don't know if it's your favorite specifically, but Barbie, Fisher-Price, Hot Wheels. Uh, these guys are giants. They're, they're monsters. They've been making toys for decades and they've been really good at it, uh, but they were infiltrated. They were hacked. And um, some notes, assumptions as of now, they haven't figured out what the ransomware was that halted all operations, but uh, so, uh, there had been mention of a it's called TrickBot malware. Uh, this happened back in July 28th, so it's been three months um, since this even happened. Um, you know, Mattel had basically—it's a toy maker. They, they don't—they're not handling all your information. They're not doing that much. But having said that, they wanted to make sure that everyone knew that no material impact to operations or financial condition was had occurred, but there was really no, uh, easing the customer's mind, right? Like if people are buying anything online or, uh, there's no trails, there's nothing else that additional was said. So, um, I guess a good question in in this one would be like when a hack of this scale happens, but it's kind of an odd industry toy making, they're not collecting customer information or anything like that, but they are selling a lot of people. What, what, um, dangers loom here in terms of them having all of their, you know, servers breached their computers and just kind of any inkling of danger happening by hackers' hands.
2: Same as, same as last time. I mean, well, first, there's obviously business function. So can you continue to make and deliver products? Second, there's something Steve touched on last time, which is, you know, it's, it's more concerning if you work for Mattel and Mattel has, for example, your social security number because you're an employee of the company. Um, and then you know, I would worry about supply chain risk, meaning if if someone shares a direct network connection or is opening emails, um, you know from Mattel that look legit and don't necessarily have to be phishing emails, there's there's obviously a risk there involved in all the other companies that do business with them.
0: I, I think uh, one thing that I don't know <clears throat> does Mattel sell their toys online? because if they've gotten into the world of e-commerce, that breaks everything wide open. If if they purely manufacture, there's there's a limited risk, right? Like Campari, Campari manufacturers. But uh, Mattel, I go to Mattel.com, if I can buy a toy, then it's the same thing as if Target was breached, which Target was breached, right? Um, once a hacker's in, you don't know what they've touched. You don't know if they're doing a keylogger, Scraping credit card information, financial information, personal information. So there's a lot of unknowns here. Um, one thing that I will note: I think ransomers is, is the biggest game in town. Uh, the best way to make money if you're hacking, um, you know, hacking is all about monetizing. And if you can break in and and ransom someone,
1: um, people pay. Ready for number three? Yep. Number three on the Date Bridge list is the headline reads Capcom hacked. That I almost mixed that up. Capcom hacked. Resident Evil game developer discloses cyber attack. And essentially the big takeaway that they wanted from this article was that, you know, sure, no customer data was, you know, put on the forefront, and nobody can tell right now, but having said that. Your IP, your trade secrets, any internal communications that you have within the company could be at stake. Meaning, you guys are not in a good spot right now. Like, how can you kind of position yourself in the in the at least the press that oh, it's okay because no customer data is is out there. But what's your take on it? Now all the hackers
2: are going to know how to Hadouken.
0: That's not good.
1: <laughs> when were they infected? Do we know? The short press release was uh, given out last Monday. So it's been like a week. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't say like initially it happened in, you know. Well, the, air, but.
0: the reason they're saying it now is because Egregor, when you don't pay, they publish your name on their website. And so they, they were playing the game of, okay, when are people going to figure out that we've been hacked? And then they saw, okay, Egregor will publish if we don't pay, and, and such and such. So, so we know they haven't paid, right? Or else Egregor wouldn't have ha- wouldn't have announced it. Um, so maybe they will pay now. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is bad. Uh, if they start releasing game source code, you're going to see a hundred Street Fighter clones that are out there. Hmm. Okay, you
1: want to get sadder? Yeah, <laughs> depress us, Nikki. So number four is going to be coming out of Silicon Angle, and we are marching into that dystopian future where more often than not there are going to be billions of stolen credentials from defunct breach index sites leaked online. Then um, this. Basically, a total of 50 gigabytes and 13 billion records from 23,618 databases were leaked, um, according to TechNadu. Uh, spammers and credential stuffing hackers have already started using the databases and the email addresses and cybercrime campaigns. Uh, reading through this article, I had no idea what that meant. What does that mean? What does that look like if, you know, 50 gigabytes is released into the wild. For me, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. I don't know what that looks like. Can you guys kind of explain a little bit what is going on there? Sure. So, um, so we have
0: all of that data, and in our system, we can't have duplicates. Um, so we've added in sit zero day and all of the data. And we added very few new records. So the bad news is it just got way easier for hackers to get 13 billion new credentials. The good news is if you were in the business of getting credentials, you already have those records so it's very little new information that's been released Um, so you know one of the most interesting things from sit zero day is that they were able to attribute previously known records to what sites those came from so so the biggest benefit well the biggest benefit to us from seeing the sit zero day records was not the records themselves, which were, were fairly small, um, in terms of new records, but, uh, being able to see what sites hackers have claimed to have broken into. So we, we added maybe a few hundred million new credentials to our system. Um, but we added, uh, thousands of new data breaches to our system, um, from, from those hacker claims of, of sites they've broken into. So, um, it's a weird situation. Every now and then you're going to hear about a huge data breach or data dump or data leak or a data collection like this. Um, but... In in actuality, very few new records were released. Um, but if you did, if you were starting from scratch, right? If you were a college kid that was bored and trying to do some credential stuffing, like they just made it infinitely easier for you to break into websites. Uh,
1: let's do number five, Mambo number five. Move on to. Uh... The fifth data breach that we have on deck while I try to share my screen. And that is gonna be I feel like we've covered this last week, but this might be another <laughs> instance. This is coming out of the morning tick. And the headline reads, US private prison operator comes clean about ransomware attack in August. So right after Mattel got hacked. Um these guys did nobody said anything until now, but uh GEO group which owns a ton of Interest I guess you want to call that in private prisons uh, around the world Uh, They were hit with ransomware August 19th Uh, The hackers had stolen leaked personal data from inmates And the data was never recollected Um, But again GEO group Uh, had mentioned that, uh, you know, they fixed it, it's all good. But this is kind of tough because um, how how do you get the resolution when the victims are prisoners? This isn't like Finland, this isn't Norway. They don't have internet in all facilities, I'm going to guess. It's been a long time since I've been in prison. Um, What what, Allegedly. (laughs) Uh, you know, with, with the numbers possibly being in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, uh, what does it say here? So
0: a few questions on this one. Um, one is which ransomware did it? Two is... Is it viable to commit identity theft against someone in prison? Because wouldn't that immediately tip them off that you should also be in prison? I don't know, that seems, that seems weird because the big concern about this information is identity theft, but you're not gonna steal someone that has a prison record or is actively in prison you're gonna. You're not gonna steal their identity. That seems weird.
2: No, I mean you can still open an account as them. There's, I mean it's it's spe- it seems especially egregious to me to commit. I mean not to protect the data of folks that are that are in that are in the system.
1: And can't, yeah, they can't do anything about it. They can't even check. Point, if, yeah,
2: aren't aren't able to redress and don't have access to even the same basic tools that yeah. regular have have to redress it.
0: But but what. You're right. So, so the, the recourse level is low, but the utility level is, I would argue also low because what, what can you really do with like, you're not going to get a loan. No one's going to loan you money. You're just in prison or you're currently in prison. It's not like prisoners can get loans. Sure.
2: But I mean the, 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 the credit card market, the fake credit card market is, is already flush, but this, I mean, that's, that's what I would do now.
0: Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we have many comments on the prison thing. That sucks, I hope they fix it. Um, and also, I don't know, if I was gonna try to steal someone's identity, I probably wouldn't go after a prisoner.
2: I know, they, they seem like a very vulnerable population, I think is what makes this more egregious. And it, even more so than Mattel or Campari, I think you, you have you have a responsibility to that data a greater well, to that data.
0: Well, I, I agree there's a responsibility, but in terms of utility, if you're a hacker out there listening or watching and you know how to make use of prisoner data, please write in and let <laughs> us know <laughs> the utility of, of prisoner data. Um, all right, final thoughts?
2: Nope, if uh, you want your bourbon featured or you don't want us to name your CDN as responsible for the <laughs> adage, Please make checks payable to Hack Notice Incorporated and send them to the address in the link below.
0: We are not uh, holding anyone for ransom. Uh, although we do enjoy bourbon. And uh, oh, yeah, Brandon had a little note. Uh, the Ben millum they were actually, they won an award. What did they win, Brandon?
1: Uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition
0: 2018. Double look, gold. Look at that.
1: If you also in. have a
0: double gold bourbon that you'd like to be have featured on this podcast or video cast, then you can mail it to me. Double um. gold
2: sounds good. Is that top prize? I don't know anything about bourbon. Is there tri- like a, Is there like a platinum?
0: Yeah, that's true. Double gold, gold other. could be the starting. That I mean, I starts. just
2: I'm saying it's it's on first impression. If you told me you won double gold at anything, I would I would assume that that was pretty good. But I just don't know what.
0: First it goes first. from double gold to uh, au- octoplet gold, and then uh, platinum diamond, and then uh, just for some reason silver at the top. I In summary, you
2: know. I would say that little pancake is the, allegedly the double gold of hackers. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna, that's my new rapper name. I'm going to be a little pancake. Oh, like that's a, not uh, <laughs> be like Little, little Dicky, but uh, only about food. Night, everybody. Uh, so this has been an episode of Bourbon and Breaches. Uh, if you enjoyed this content, please write, uh, like, subscribe, follow, tweet, retweet, tick, and talk. Um, and uh, what, what else am I supposed to say? What, what's the needy stuff we're supposed to say, Nikki?
1: Follow and subscribe.
0: Follow, subscribe. Um, If you enjoyed this, then follow and subscribe and watch for future episodes. Uh, Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.